Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Matt in London, Ben in LA and Andy in San Fran. Um, it's good to have us all together again. Welcome back, Ben. Um, as you missed last week, I'm going to come to you first for your football highlight of this game week. Cool. Hi, I'm back. Uh, <laughs> my football highlight of this week is Min Son escaping military service. Uh, so, love Son the player. He's a good FBL player. Um, Round if Korea did not win the Asian Cup, I think it was. They all had to do military service, which kind of kind of sucks. So um, they beat Japan, and uh, I don't know if you guys saw at the end of the game, like literally the players are all in tears of joy because they've managed to escape, not because they've won the cup, but because they've managed to escape military service for two years, which is kind of a terrible motivating factor for players, but. I guess I guess it worked. So um, that was my football highlight of the week. Did you watch the game? Are you that committed, or was it just a, a highlight? I, I saw the highlights. Um, basically, all the teams send out their under twenty three players, but I think you're allowed to have one or two players over twenty three. Um, so I saw the goals. They won two one in extra time, um, and then I saw the reactions after the game. Plays in tears. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Bad news for Lucas Mora owners if Sun's coming back. Potentially, yeah. Potentially. Yeah, good one. I He's like on that. great form, though, Mora, isn't he? So, he might. Um, yeah. It might be that Sun gets a few more games off, given that Mora's on good form. It's not like imperative to get him right back into the team. Yeah, I think it'll take some time for sure. Okay, dragging you back to real football just for a little bit. Andy, what was your football highlight of this game week? So, it's a bit of an odd one as a Man U fan, but um, I have a particular hatred for this thing when players, like, put their foreheads together and start shouting at each other. I think that's, (laughs) like, the most ridiculous thing ever. Um, Like, behaving like moose rather than people. So, um, I was pleased that consistency happened and uh, and Rashford was sent off for that because I feel like that might be a, a, a long-term change in the rule where that becomes a very risky thing for players to do. So the more players get sent off for that, the happier I'll be. So I, and in order to sort of be consistent in that, even when it's a man new player, I have to also be happy, right? So I'm, I'm calling that out as my, my highlight of the week. And the, the man new game, not the man new win? Well, I'm not really convinced by the win. I think it was more about Burnley being awful than it was about Manu being good. Um, the goals that we scored, one of them was like a goal mouth scramble. Um, Lukaku still managed to miss loads of chances. Pogba still managed to miss a penalty. Like it, it wasn't a great like Manu resounding win performance. It was just sort of beating a team that were even worse than us. So the the big test comes uh, in the next game week where you're up against the top of the league, Watford. Quite, quite. They uh, oh, obviously man. upped their game as well to to match their opposition. So we'll see. I like yeah. our, I like our pink okay. kits though. <laughs> I like the pink kits too. Very. Cool I like the pink kits. Yeah, I like them. They're good. I haven't seen them. I'm going to have to check this out. They're a kind of pastel pink. Um, oh, which that's even worse. You have to sort of, from when you're just watching the game normally, um, it looks like a white kit, but then when you get a close up on the player, you realise it's pink. Oh, tasteful. Um, Matt, how about you? What was your football highlight of the week? Um, well, I didn't actually watch much football this weekend, um, so I really only saw the end of the Watford game. Um, so, in that 10 minute window of football watching I've done this weekend, um, I particularly enjoyed Isaac's success coming onto the field and then getting booked for time wasting. Um, therefore, my my cheap player that I never play um, sort of uh, managed to get himself zero points, uh, and it just made me chuckle. I was impressed to see that he actually played. You put him in your wildcard team, and I was thinking, why has he picked Isaac's success? He hasn't even played. I, I haven't seen him play for ages, and then he came on and looked a bit of a handful as well. Yeah, I think he's like the best of the 4.5 million strikers, which isn't saying much. Um, 
and I, he he will never get a game in my team. I mean, hopefully, um, unless I have lots of injuries. So it was it was novelty to see him come on. I was like, oh, hooray, my man! I can support a player in this game, and then he probably gets himself booked. It's like, oh, well, well done, uh, great. Actually, you've just I'm reminded me. Let you get... I also have another highlight, which was um, Jenk Tosson's fantastic performance this week. <laughs> You're being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I thought it was. He really showed showed what what he's made of this week. Yeah, so not a lot. Um, okay, my my, uh, my football highlight of the week um, was uh, Andre um, was Lacazette. I can't even remember his first name. Alexander Lacazette um, starting looking really dangerous at the spearhead of the Arsenal attack with Aubameyang there as well. Um, he was my highlight. And his goal, um, scoring like Bata Scooter used to score from, you know, an acute angle, um, smashing into the roof of the net. I thought he was brilliant. And he's been pushing for that start for so long. He should have played every time he's come on the pitch in games this season. He's looked dangerous. And Arsenal have suddenly looked dangerous. And yeah, this game pegged back twice. Um, but we always looked like we were going to score more goals. So, yeah, a great shout from Andy last week, picking him as his gut punt for this week when it wasn't even certain he was going to start. And he he's, yeah gets bonus and scores. So, yeah, props to Andy. You should really pick him for my team, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should really start using all these predictions. <laughs> these Okay, uh, game week's review. So we've got three wildcard teams to have a look at. So Ben, me and Matt all wildcarded last week. Matt even wildcarded live on the pod without telling anyone. Um, So, uh, yeah, we're going to see how we've done. First up with the highest score this week, 54 points, is Ben. Uh, Yep, so we we all wildcarded, but my my team and Matt's is pretty similar, so... Um, yeah, so I basically made the decision to wildcard before, I want to say before last week's pod, just to be clear. Um, and I, I did it because I had a couple of injuries. My bench was non-playing and um, I really wanted to get the Ram. I tweeted about the Ram, Robertson, Alonso, Mendy. Um, I wanted to get them before they, they, there were too many price rises. So I have, um, you know, Robertson, Alonso, Mendy all returned. Um, I played one Bissaka who got zero points. Um, Palace, I think we thought we're going to win that game, but they, they didn't. And I think missing Tompkins in the back and missing Zaha um, really affects them. So um, that's something to keep in mind going forward, if those injuries. Um, I've gone for two rotating 45 goalkeepers so I have uh, Patricio for Wolves who played pretty well this week but I benched him and I have Ryan um, for Brighton um, in midfield Salah blanked um, I got Hazard for Mane um, they both returned the same this week um, felt really kind of bad for dropping Mane but the, the reason I did it was I don't know if you guys have seen but Liverpool have this insane fixture run, um, not even just Premier League. So they have, they have Tottenham next, then they play PSG in Champions League, um, then Southampton, then Chelsea in the League Cup, then Chelsea in the Premier League, then Napoli in the Champions League, and then Man City in the Premier League, all within three weeks. So um, I looked at that and was like, there's definitely going to be some rotation. Um, so that's why I went Hazard. I'm pretty happy he returned. Um, I have Mkhitaryan. Surprising that he got dropped this week. I wasn't expecting that. Um, so that's probably the one area that um, the wild card didn't really work out. And then I have a front line of Aguero, um, who got an assist, Mitrovic, who scored a goal, and then Wilson uh, blank, but had a really good chance against City. So um, pretty happy. I think my, my wild card team scored more points than my previous one, so that's always good. Um, and yeah, pretty happy. Uh, my 4.5 midfielder, I did a lot of research. So I got this guy called Billing from Huddersfield. Phil Bills. Uh, Phil Bills. Phil Bills. And I, 
I chose him because I saw some random comment that of all the 4.5 midfielders, he has the best like heat map <laughs> in terms of positioning. And then he actually scored and got full bonus, which is which is good to see. But he's last on my bench, so I mean, I mean, whatever. But... He, as we all know, he's a big listener of the podcast. He also picked up on me and Matt taking the piss out of his hair against Man City. He's toned down the hair color, and it's it's nice to see. Yeah, I mean, he heard the criticism and he he responded. Yeah, with a goal as well. Yeah, I think. I mean, you're, like you said, your team is very similar to Matt, so probably don't have to go too far into Matt's team. But your bench, quite strong this week. Billing with nine points, Bennett with five points, Patricio with seven. Um, yeah, looking good. I'm quite impressed with your wildcard team. Yeah, I think um, the, only, the only downside is, I don't know what's happening with Mkhitaryan and Arsenal. I wasn't expecting him to be dropped, so um, I'll probably see see what's going to happen there. Okay. Um, next up is Matt with 53 points just behind Ben. Um, I think you've only got one player different. Is that correct, Matt? Uh, no, our benches are different. Um, but yeah, only one outfield player to this week was different. Okay. Talk us through your game week. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, what Ben said. <laughs> Yeah, and okay, then, anything to add? Yeah. Walcott. <laughs> and then, yeah, just briefly on Walcott. I mean, everyone was putting in Walcott this week. Uh, he took his most popular transfer in. Um, and then he played 56 minutes and trolled everyone. Um, so that was a bit annoying. Um, we'll see about Walcott and Mkhitaryan going forward. Um, they might be my immediate transfers post-wildcard. Um, bench of Wolf players. I've got Neves and uh, Doherty. Um, they both did quite well. Um, but they're they on the bench. Uh, so, yeah, pretty solid week. But, um, uh, yeah, uh, lots of prize prizes. So, wild card was overall a success, I'd probably say. An Isaac's success. An Isaac's success. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's me next on 48 points. Um, I, I'm trying to be positive about my wild card because... I think the the team that I would have had if I hadn't wildcarded, um, Bernardo Silva wouldn't have played. Mkhitaryan would have just come on for one point. Um, Arnautovic wouldn't have scored. And I would still have had Alexander-Arnold, Mendy, um, Zaha, Aguero, Salah. Um, so I think I've, I've done a lot better than I would have done if I hadn't wildcarded. But I'm just gutted that at the last minute, um, I got rid of Hennessy and I got rid of Robertson, which was a, a big call. And instead of those guys, I went for Edison in goal because I thought their fixtures at home over the next four games looked like clean sheet bankers. Um, obviously, that proved wrong. And Alexander Arnhold instead of Robertson because I thought Liverpool's fixtures, as Ben was saying, aren't great. And I'd be much more comfortable putting a five million. Liverpool defender on the bench than a six million Liverpool defender. But Robertson came in and got the assess, looked really dangerous as he has done. Um, so I think that might might punish me. We'll have to see. Um, rotation might affect Alexander-Arnold, but I've still got Juan Bissaka on the bench. Apart from that, yeah, I mean, it's very template. It's quite similar to you guys. Alonso came in. Um, Mendy came in. Hazard, my vice-captain, Walcott. Uh, my kind of difference to you guys is Fraser um, from Bournemouth, who didn't really do anything against Chelsea, but I wasn't expecting too much. I think it's the games going forward where I'm, I'm looking to him. He's on set pieces, although that looks to be slightly challenged now because they're playing, for the first time, Rico, one of their new signings, got um, a few set pieces off Fraser against Chelsea so hopefully that's that doesn't continue but that's one to keep an eye on yeah apart from that Bennett on my bench got points um, yeah that's that's about it from me um, I think I'm looking forward now to our team slowly becoming a little bit different because I think that wildcarding this time in the season everyone's going for very similar because there's only a limited amount of data to go on everyone's going for very similar players um, but on the whole I think it's it's paid off 
fairly well. Okay, Andy, next we're coming to you. How many points did you get this week? So um, it says 37 at the moment, but I have um, Doherty to come in for Zaha, who didn't play. So that'll take me to 43. Um, The big differential between me and you guys, I think, is that um, I don't have Hazard, which um, I had considered very hard playing my wild card last week, just like you did, which would have been like a clean sweep of wild cards for us in one week. I didn't do that because the things that I wanted to do were to either keep or lose Murata. Like I should give him another week before deciding to do that. And also because I wanted to get in Fraser and, um, and Wilson and I didn't want to transfer them in on a week when they're about to play Chelsea. So um, I've still got my team, but I have wildcarded already for the next week, which I think is also beneficial because if anyone gets injured during the international break, I can ditch them um, and not have them stuck in my team. So my game week this week was still with my, my old team with a couple of changes. Um, I, uh, had, I got points for Shaw, getting a clean sheet. Uh, Mendy kept a clean sheet. Um, I got Lucas Moura got the assist on the own goal in that game. So although he lost, he got points. Aguero was my captain. He got an assist as well. So he gave me 12 points and Doherty got a clean sheet. Um, but other than that, it was a, a, a pretty dud week. But um, it's not since it was such a low scoring week in general, I don't think it's as bad a week as I had the previous week um, where Aubameyang and um, Sané were really letting me down. Having Aguero and Morata in this week was obviously much, much better than that. So I think I'm slowly but surely making progress. And I'm pleased with my decision to play my wild card this week because some things have happened this week. Like you mentioned, Rico taking corners. I can put him in now, which nobody else would have done. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about more about your wildcard when we come to transfers later on. Um, but yeah, I think let's crack on and move on to the, the game week's preview for game week five. And the first one is you again, Andy, Spurs-Liverpool. So Spurs-Liverpool, I think, has kind of been turned on its head um, by, the, by the, the Spurs result this weekend. I think everybody was expecting Spurs to beat Watford in, and that's sort of be the the bursting of the bubble for Watford. Um, but that's not what happened. It was actually Spurs that ended up getting their bubble burst and Watford who kept their, kept their record intact. So Spurs will come back, I think, with a, uh, a vengeance. They'll, they'll, they'll want to bounce back strong against Liverpool. Um, conversely, Liverpool have looked very, very strong, particularly in defence this season, with the exception of uh, Alisson's wobble this week. So I think that's going to be a really interesting game and a tough one to call. I'm going to say a Spurs victory. Um, which interestingly, I'm, I'm saying because they lost this week, I was going to say a Liverpool victory, but I think Spurs will come back like doubly determined. Uh, I think um, the way that Klopp's reacted to Liverpool, Liverpool's last result, which could have gone the other way, has been a bit lightweight, and I think that Spurs could give them a shock. Even with Liverpool's 100% record at the moment? Even with 100%. I realise that this is... Uh, people are going to say I think most people are going to say Liverpool are better than Spurs therefore therefore Liverpool will win it um, I'm a little bit worried about Salah this season he hasn't looked like the you know 40 odd goal player he was last season I think that's really really important for them but has gone under the radar a little bit because they've been winning and he did score a goal um, I think that uh, the, the bedrock of their uh, their record has been their, their really strong defence but I back Spurs to score in that game and it'll rely on a bit more of last season's Liverpool to beat Spurs which I don't think is really what they are this year so it'll be very very interesting I'm not it's a difficult one to call I'm not like really sure that Spurs are going to win it but that's my prediction I like the the sound of X of a, a door opening for Spurs an opportunity for Spurs in this game in the background <laughs> there. Um, yeah I, my only thing I'd say in response to that would be um, Salah's stats are still looking good um, he might not have got as many goals um, as the stats kind of bear out, but I think he hasn't. His performance levels, in terms of from a stats point of view, haven't dropped. It's just the conversion rate uh, of finishing. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's also his, his kind of his influence on games seems to have waned a little bit. Like last season, every single game you'd look at him and think, "How many is he going to score today?" He doesn't look like that player at the moment. Um, I don't know whether it's because of his injury or whether all of the stuff that's been going on with the Egypt national team has been like um, weighing on his mind. I don't know what it is, but I, 
Uh, he doesn't look quite as um, as, a, as much of a world-beater as he did last year to me. And I think it's in games like this one, Spurs away, where they'd look to him. I'm not really seeing as much of it. I mean, he's still a great player, but I'm not seeing the same sort of um, world-beater as I was last season. I'm looking forward to your wildcard team uh, without Mo Salah. I think that could be a big differential and it could really pump some money into the rest of your team so that might be a great shout you've been great with the predictions recently you predicted I think Wolves to get a result against West Ham last week you predicted Lacazette as your gut punt so I think go with your gut and get rid of Salah and put but your also, I listened to you before and it didn't it didn't do me any good so Duncan I'm, I'm not paying any attention to you anymore ah <laughs> uh, damn it come on you've got to be different dare to be different and um, next up it's Bournemouth Leicester and that's one for me. I think I put both these teams on a similar level this season. Uh, both like to play good football. They're both pretty attacking and defensively. Neither of them look yet uh, very strong. Um, so I think this is similar to how I would have predicted how we predicted the um, Bournemouth Everton game a couple of weeks ago. I predict goals for this one. I predict. You know, something like a 2-2 draw, high-scoring draw. Um, I can't say exactly, but yeah, definitely goals. I think Fraser, Wilson, uh, King on penalties, good shouts. And then for Leicester, Damari Gray starting up front ahead of Ian Acho this week at 5.5 as a midfielder. I know Vardy's going to be coming back now, but that surely says that Claude Puel puts a lot of faith in Damari Gray and likes him in those advanced positions. So, yeah, Madison still looking dangerous uh, this game week. Um, Chilwell getting forward. Pereira sometimes featuring instead of right back in the front three. Um, Yeah, I see goals. Anyone else want to chip in on this one? No, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Ben. Um, Let's move on. And Chelsea Cardiff. I think this is one for Matt. Um, yeah, everyone's sort of whipping boys this season so far. Although they've got quite a lot in their early early games. Uh, they got off the mark today, but um, they still lost. Um, I think Chelsea comfortably win this one. I I don't think many people would disagree with that. Um, so probably a two 0 or three 0 and hopefully Alonso and Hazard doing their usual magic. Yeah, I think I think I'd agree. I think the only thing I'd pick up on from the Arsenal Cardiff game is Cardiff from set pieces and especially Morrison, their centre back, looking very dangerous from set pieces. Um so if they're gonna get anything, I think that's probably the most likely route. But yeah, I couldn't see anything past a Chelsea win here. Yeah, I think the main debating point is uh, is Pedro to be carrying some very good form. Yeah, he definitely does. He's keeping up with Hazard at the moment. Um, yeah, one for the wild card potentially, Andy. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, Ben, you've got Huddersfield versus Crystal Palace. What do I you reckon? think depends on. I think I talked about this a little bit earlier on Palace's injuries. I think if they get Zaha and Tompkins back, I would back them to win this. Um, But you saw this weekend without them, surprising home loss to Southampton. Also, Huddersfield, surprising uh, draw away from home to Everton, um, despite, I think we were backing Everton to win that one. Um, So... I, I would go a draw if Palace don't have their main main men back. And if they do, I might back them to slightly edge it. But, but and if, who knows? <laughs> so if they don't have Zaha and Tompkins back, what, what are you saying? Draw. I think it could be a, a draw, yeah. Or maybe even yeah. Huddersfield to win. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, I think... look, they look way, way worse without Zaha. Like Benteke, it's just... I, I I didn't see the highlights, but I read he was just completely terrible and awful. So I think they really need Zaha back. I heard the stat on match of the day uh, last night that they didn't win any games last season without Wilfred Zaha. So yeah, it's a huge factor for them. Pretty damning statistic. Um, 
Okay, Andy, what do you reckon about Man City Fulham? Surely this is an easy one for you. Well, it's the easy thing is to say Man City are going to win, right? Because, but one thing that um, I've I picked out last week um, was that they have a habit of winning six one rather than six nil, and so they conceded this week again. It may be that someone like Mitrovic could be, despite the fact that his, you normally think, well, Fulham are going to lose. They're playing Man City. I don't want to pick Mitrovic. But against City, that might not be um, just the same equation because they do have a habit of conceding that one goal. And the kind of player that he is, with, like good with his head, strong, like aggressive, I feel like he might be the kind of player that would get that one goal. Of course, I think City are going to win. Um, of course, I'll be captaining Aguero. But I think that... Um, that as well, is that although he does bomb down the wing, he doesn't. He, I think he's not going to get that many clean sheets this season. So, what everyone's rushed to get him into their team at the start of the season, if the assists dry up, I don't think he's going to get as many points as um, he would be in a team that defends better. So, this is a. I think this is going to be a really interesting game for followers of Man City players because we'll see whether that whether those goals that they conceded against Newcastle and Huddersfield are like freaks or whether they're like indicative of a uh, a wider trend. Yeah, and I think a lot of people bring in Mitrovic this week. And like you said, are they going to keep him in the team for this game? But he's also most likely to be on penalties with Kearney being out. I don't know if Kearney's still going to be out for this game, um, game week five. But if he is, then Mitrovic, surely another avenue for goals for him. Yeah, could well be. Okay, next up, it's uh, Newcastle-Arsenal. This is one from one for me as an Arsenal fan. Um, I see this game fairly similar to the game week we've just had away to Cardiff for Arsenal. Um, playing against a, a packed defence, uh, looking for set pieces and looking to snatch a goal. Arsenal, I, I think, will concede. I think um, yet to keep a clean sheet this season. Um, and defensively looking quite dodgy with Petr Cech still passing out from the back. Emery still insisting that they try and build from the back in this very kind of dangerous style when teams just press high and cause chaos. Um, I think Benitez will surely pick up on that and that's something he might target. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I see him sticking with Lacazette and Aubameyang. It's paid dividends in the last game and I think they can probably start building on that. Aubameyang looks slightly off the pace, but still got a, a great goal. Um, so if he's on fire or on better form against Newcastle, I think he's something to be wary of. Um, Newcastle, I'd, I'd watch out to see if Shelby's back, because I think his ability on the ball is is something that where Newcastle could actually have a chance of building against Arsenal or counter-attacking with a ball over the top. There's not many players in the Premier League better than Shelby with a long ball over the top. So, um, yeah, I think keep an eye on whether he's available. Um, but I see this as a, a win for Arsenal. I think they'll concede, but I think they'll have too many, too much an attack for Newcastle. Anyone else want to chip in on that? A question for you, Duncan. Are you worried since Newcastle, despite being such a heavily defensive side, they scored against Chelsea, they've scored against City? Are you what? And you you just conceded two <laughs> this week. Are you to worried Cardiff. about this being like, to Cardiff, right? Another like really poor attacking side. Are you worried that this could end up being like a three-all? Yeah, and we've we've had that in the past against Newcastle. We've had four-all. We've had um, upsets in the northeast, and um, so that is something I'm wary of. And and I know that Newcastle can defend as well. Um, I think they've been a little bit shaky this season so far, but they can they can line up with five at the back and keep things tight if you're not fully on form. So yeah, I, I am slightly aware of it. I wouldn't. I know last week we were speculating about the Arsenal fullbacks, but having watched the Cardiff game live this season uh, today, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be bringing in any Arsenal defenders right now. Not until I see a couple of clean sheets and and then shoring things up at the back because it's still slight chaos at the back for Arsenal. Okay. Um, Watford, Man United. Matt, what do you reckon? Um, so my head says Man U will lose. My heart says Man U will win because um, uh, being a Man United fan. Um, 
Watford have started the season with maximum points, uh, just beating Tottenham at home, looking very good, strong side. Uh, Manu have started the season shakily, don't really seem to know what formation they want to play or what style of football they want to play. And Mourinho's alienating himself from the rest of his dressing room. Um, they did win today, though. So, you I mean, you never know. I mean, Manu and Mourinho do often have strong teams still. We did finish second last season. Um, so, uh, splitting my head in my heart, I'm going to go for a draw with this one. Um, I reckon maybe something like a 1-1 one, one or 2-2. Two, two. But somehow, the narrative being very negative for Manu, like a, a late equaliser for Watford, which makes him makes it feel like a win for them. I think that's a really good shout. I think Watford definitely love playing the big boys and Troy Deeney especially. Um, so that that's something that they'll relish this this one. Um, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for input from Andy and Ben, also my new fans. I think Watford will win well, this one. <laughs> like, Duncan, you I, watched uh, the Watford Spurs game, right? I did, yeah. Will Watford will Watford value for money for their win? I guess is my question. The second half they were they were it was really the second half from Watford. They just they've got quality players. I think Matt picked up on it a couple of weeks ago. Decore is a really good player, quality player. Hughes has now come back from injury, and they've got Holobas Cholobas at the back with his set pieces, who I think I I should called out um, the start of the season when we were talking about Watford defenders. Cabasele is having an incredible season. Um, Dini, once he's on form, he is a little bit of a juggernaut and he just kind of gets penalties, gets decisions. Um, and Andre Gray is showing a bit of form, which he hasn't done really at Watford yet. So, yeah, I think I would be worried if I was a Man U fan. Well, I'm, I'm rooting for Mourinho out. So uh, a heavy loss to Watford definitely has a silver lining um i can i like I, there are lots of ways that Watford could win this game it could be like dini annoys smalling and then get smalling gets sent off and then Watford win it it could be that um Watford just are better than us and Pereira gets a hat trick and they absolutely dominate the game ways that man united can win this game i don't really see us doing any of those things it might be sort of a scrappy lukaku goal that you know turns into a 1-0 and again it really has no quality in it but I know it is almost willing Watford to win it because I think they're a better side than Man United this season yeah um, I think I think we're going to have to move on because we're not going to come to a definite consensus but um, it's definitely an exciting game to watch that's for sure um, ignoring fantasy football um, Wolves Burnley Ben this is one for you. What do you reckon? Wolves to continue their good form? Yeah, so Burnley look completely out of sorts. I watched the game this morning, Man United-Burnley. Um, I think a couple of us called out that with Europa League, um, their players kind of look tired. They're now out of the Europa League. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can get their identity back. But I think Wolves at home, I predict like a 1-0. Um, I think they look pretty solid. Um, they showed that away to West Ham. So I'm hoping for a Wolves 1-0, given that I have some Wolves defenders. Will they be featuring in your first 11? I think so. I think, I think I'm going to play Patricio, who played a blinder this weekend, uh, made a lot of good saves. So. Um, yeah, he's looked, he's looked great so far. Yeah, so I'm going to back a Wolves win here. I think I agree with you. And I think quite a few of us have Wolves defenders or, or goalkeepers. I definitely have Bennett at 4.0, who who's on the list to go in my team if if Tompkins isn't back for Crystal Palace. So, yeah, um, I'm with you on that one. Um, I'm guessing the other guys are, are as well. If not, jump in. If not, we're going to move on to Everton-West Ham, and that's one for Andy. This is a really interesting game as well. I think you, I've got quite a few difficult ones to predict this this uh, this week. Um, Everton haven't looked as good as I thought they were going to be, especially without Richarlison. This is their their last game before he returns from from suspension. Um, West Ham obviously have had a terrible run of fixtures, 
but haven't looked hopeless in them. Um, Arnautovic has looked like a dangerous throughout, so has Felipe Anderson. I really think this could go either way. I definitely think there are going to be goals. So, sort of the goal-scoring players, so uh, you know, the likes of Arnautovic and Anderson, uh, maybe Antonio, um, the likes of Sigurdsson, definitely not Jane Tosson, could be players to be selecting this week. How about Walcott? struggling to say which way this is going to go. So I'm going to say a score draw, maybe a two-all draw between these two. But I wouldn't be surprised if either won at 3-2. Do, uh, do you think that Walcott was a mistake for all those managers who brought him in? Has he trolled, trolled us? No. I, 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 I don't. Because I don't, I don't have him on my wild card. And both you and Matt, Duncan and Matt, have, have him. And as soon as he got injured, I was... So happy. I can't tell you guys how happy he is. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. The um, thing with, uh, with Walcott, though, is he's, he's not like definitely out and he's got the entire international break to recover. Um, I don't think he's... It's a rib injury, so it's not like he's done his knee ligaments or something, so he can recover from that in two weeks. And when he comes back, he's still going to be like one of their most attacking and most likely goal scorers. So I think overall... This, if, he, if he's going to get injured, now is the time. And I think that as an overall pick, he's still strong. So I don't think he's really that... I don't think he's not, he's not Callum Wilson troll proportion, let's put it that way. I think, I think that's a good shout. I think he's... It's hold off that rage transfer if you can. We've got two weeks to just see and look at the news and injury updates and things like that. So, yeah, I think that's a good shout. Bit of patience. Good shout, Andy. So you're going for a high-scoring game, high-scoring draw, possibly. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to go for two all. So um, goals for maybe uh, two for Sigurdsson, one for Anderson, one for Arnie. That's my my shout. Okay, that's very specific. And if that comes yeah. up, that's one of the greatest predictions. <laughs> you're on a roll. Um, next up is the is the last fixture to preview. That's me with Southampton versus Brighton. I've done a, a bit of research into this one because I wasn't sure. It wasn't something that kind of jumped straight out at me because Southampton I've been predicting against so far this season, but they surprised me against Crystal Palace um, getting their 2-0 win. And Brighton, I found them quite hard to predict, but looking at it um, stats-wise, I think it's, it's easier than it seems. Brighton are yet to score away from home. As we all know, Brighton are very strong at home. Away from home, they're a very different prospect. Yet to score this season away from home. Southampton, um, despite my uh, my predicting against them so far, have kept two clean sheets in four games. Um, so I think I see a clean sheet for Southampton based on those stats. Um, and I, I don't have to be stuck in my ways. I can change my mind about them. I see a clean sheet for Southampton and... I think Danny Ings is on form. Southampton are at home, so they have the advantage in terms of that. Yeah, I, I see a, a narrow win for Southampton, maybe 1-0, something like that. Anyone else got any ideas on this one? Because it is a tough one. That's, that's, I think that's a good shout. Um, well, predictable, so it really could go... I, just to try it. Um, it, it, sounds, it feels like the first goal might win that game um, because both both sides are scoring this season I don't think yeah although Glenn Murray under the radar in none of our teams is having a blinder of a season um, it was him that won the penalty for them this week even though they missed it um, and he's he's just defying the years and still being a definitely Premier League quality striker, despite the fact that he's really old and slow, but so wily. So yeah, I think I think in match of the day they were they put up a graphic to say that he was the eighth highest scorer in the last calendar year in the Premier League, which is for a thirty-five year old quite impressive. Yeah, I I think he's a good shout. And also my shout, my gut punt from last week was Pascal Gross. He got the penalty. Unfortunately, he missed it. And then after the game, Chris Hewton, the Brighton manager, was interviewed about who's your penalty taker now? Is it going to change? And he, he definitely didn't say, no, it's Pascal. He's going to stay with him. It sounded like he's considering moving it to Murray. So that could be a great shout, Andy. Actually, that reminds me. I need to do a special shout out to um, Nate, our friend Nathan. Um, and he, 
he triple captain this week and he triple captained uh, Pascal Gross. That's Pascal Gross got minus one overall. Uh, yeah, he got minus one overall, so that got tripled up to a minus. <laughs> about themselves. That is brilliant. That is my fault. Sorry, Nathan. Um, okay, so now I've got you, Matt. I'm going to come to you for your whipping boy for game week five. Who do you reckon? I think it's the game I predicted, uh, Chelsea against Cardiff. Uh, is that literally uh, good at, but I think quality-wise... Can you, I just missed you there. I think your sound dropped out. Do you mind saying that again? All right. I think um, Chelsea-Cardiff um, is probably uh, the one. I know that Cardiff may be good at set pieces and whatnot, but um, Chelsea uh, are just a much better than Could rack up a bit of a... Yeah, I, I like the prospect of Eden Hazard against Cardiff. That sounds excellent for a ca- Hazard owner. Yeah, he's been Captain choice, yeah, potentially. Um, Andy, what about you for whipping boys this week? Do you agree with Matt? I, I do, but I feel obliged to say something different from Matt. And interestingly, when I looked through the fixtures to try and find someone who I thought was likely to lose a game, I, I, I got down as far as Watford, Man U, and my heart sunk. So I thought, oh God, that could really happen, couldn't it? Um, so that might be a really <laughs> out there prediction. Man United, the whipping boys. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't want. I don't want to say that. Um, maybe it's just like the the inherent pessimist in me as a Man United fan right now is just my my heart tells me bad things whenever I see the names on a fixture list. Um, but I, I obviously, obviously, Chelsea Cardiff is the obvious pick. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I. I differ from you guys. I think that Chelsea are at home to Cardiff, but Man City are at home to Fulham, and I think that out of those two teams, Fulham or Cardiff, I. I back Cardiff over those two to put up a five-man defence and be able to hold out if they, if either of them are going to hold out or keep the score down low. I'd see Fulham as going to Man City, being positive, not just sitting behind the ball with 11 men. I think they might try and play some football and I think that'll be their downfall. So I'd, I'd pick Fulham as my whipping boys this week. What about you, Ben? Um... I was going to go Cardiff, um, just because I, when I watch the City game, I mean, I agree Fulham will definitely play uh, more football and that will leave them potentially more open. But I thought City were kind of complacent um, against Newcastle. And I, I don't know if it's Pep's rotations and, and some new players like Mares not really fitting into the system yet, but they did, they kind of look kind of meh against Newcastle. So... I, I would pick Chelsea Cardiff as Cardiff as, as the whipping boys. Okay, so it, it's Cardiff. There are whipping boys this week, with a small caveat that I am against it. But we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about gut punts, Andy? Who's your gut punt for game week five? Um, I've come. I've gone very specific with Everton West Ham, which kind of feels like I've already filled this this, this section up. Um, yeah. Think Tossen, do you? Say again. You think Tossen to get off the mark? To- do you know what? It, it wouldn't surprise me if he, now that I've specifically said that he's not going to score in this game if he gets a hat trick. But um, no, I I think uh, this. This could be one where, where Sigurdsson gets points, either as the assistant because he's on free kicks and corners or scores a free kick himself, maybe scores a penalty himself. Um, Guilty Sigurdsson's my gut punt this week. Okay. Um, Matt, who's your gut punt? Um, I mean, talking about Arsenal, sort of a, a, a like to get out, cut out of the counter attack and Rafa Benitez's wily tactical way. I'm going to go for Salomon Rondon to uh, to do a premiership <laughs> of five goals in a season and get one of those five goals. Salomon Rondon, my hero from last season. Do you know, it seems so that he'd then score. Yeah. 
Do you know, Matt, that's a really good shout with one caveat, which is that um, Bonita seems to love Hosolu so much. And he, I think he was missing this week because of his injury the previous week. He went off with a, an ice pack. So he may return to the starting lineup and then Rondon loses his place. Yeah, or he, he seems to be favouring both of them. Maybe Hosolu slightly more, but both of them are getting minutes. So, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see who, who starts. But even if Hos, even Hosolu doesn't finish the full game and Rondon comes on, it's, it's potential. Um, ben, have we come to you yet? Who's your gut punt for this week? Um, my gut punt is Tosin. <laughs> if we keep choosing him every week, the gut punt, actually he'll come good. So. That's what I, you're basically on. I, I think he'll get off the mark against West Ham, so I'm going with Tosin. Is he passing the eye test for you? I do not want Sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is a stab in the dark. I, I'm not sure about this prediction. Um, moving swiftly on, I think my prediction, I think I mentioned it before, and Andy's hinted to it as well. I think I, I'm looking at Watford to get a result against Man United. Watford at home. Um, it. I picked out Holabas when Matt put Cabasele in his team. I was saying, surely Holobas. Holobas is on fire. He's he's up there with Ram this season. Another two assists to follow up on his two assists earlier this season and his goal last week. Um, yeah, he, he's on fire. He's he's an alternative to Ram to break that template. Um, and he's not my gut punt for this week. I just wanted to shout out him. It's actually Troy Deeney, who I think once he gets on a roll, He's unstoppable and he loves giving it to the big teams, especially big teams with problems. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him laughing in Mourinho's face on the touchline, something like that. Okay, clean sheets. Um, ben, I'm going to come to you first for your clean sheet. I am going to go with Chelsea. I think that's fair. Matt, who's your clean sheet? Second, most likely. Um, I think Man City uh, being at home and probably have 80% possession. Okay. Andy? Um, my, my first pick still hasn't been said. I, my first pick would have been Wolves. Yeah, I think that's up there, definitely. I think I'm going to go for Southampton next. I've backed them in my preview, so I'm going to stick with that one. Back to you, Ben. I will go hmm, maybe Huddersfield. No, yeah, Huddersfield, maybe. Yeah. If Zaha's not back. Okay, if Zaha's not back, Huddersfield. Matt, can you see any more? Uh, not really, but maybe Bournemouth would be my next favourites to keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I think that's probably where we end. Um, so... Yeah, there's quite a few there to, to take a pit. Um, next up, we've got captains and transfers. Andy, I'm going to come to you first with your wildcard. Yeah, so my team, I've obviously wildcarded this week and I have done it for a, a specific reason this week that I wanted to wait until after the Bournemouth-Chelsea game to see um, Wilson and Fraser come in with a, an easy, easy run of games. So I've obviously transferred both of those two in. I have brought in Lacazette for Morata because Morata looks completely useless and Lacazette looks amazing this season. Um, that, that week has given me a, uh, a chance to see Rico taking corners. So I've got another Bournemouth player in there. Three Bournemouth players now, so I'm really hoping for a, a good run of results from their easy fixtures. So I've got a very different looking side now because of that. Um, I've also changed both of my goalkeepers. So before I had um, Pickford as basically my, my main goalkeeper. Um, and Fabianski is the, the reserve. I now have Patricio, who I really wanted. I thought he looked really, really good this week. So I was looking for a player who would dovetail in terms of fixtures with Patricio, and I noticed that Newcastle and Wolves seem to have fixtures that where one's got an easy fixture, the other one's got a hard fixture, and vice versa. So at the moment, I have Dubravka and Patricio as my goalkeepers, which feels like a gut punt and I'm not overly happy with it, but I've got two weeks to fix it if not. So that's where it, it, it lands at the moment. 
So that's all the kind of basic bits. But the really big decision I have with my wildcard this week is, uh, do I want to keep Salah or do I want to switch him out for Hazard? Now, that seems, based on last season, like a really stupid thing to do. But as we, as we spoke about earlier in the pod, um, Salah, I don't think, is looking like the player he was last season. But I currently don't have Marcos Alonso. So if I drop Salah, bring in Hazard and save money, I can then afford to switch out either Luke Shaw or Alexander-Arnold for Alonso, which would be a big win. And given how well Hazard's doing this season, I might not lose of points by switching Salah out for him. So that's my big decision I've got this week. Um, and I'm not, I, well, I, well, these two weeks, I've got two weeks to make that decision. The last thing I'm really looking out for is Mkhitaryan didn't play this week. So if I've got a bit of extra cash at the moment, I have 0.9 million in the bank, which would mean I could transfer out Mkhitaryan for somebody who's worth 8 million, which I might do. Uh, if I do the uh, the Salah thing with uh, with Alonso coming in for sure, I end up with 1.7 million in my bank. So I could look for a, a more expensive player to replace Mkhitaryan with and therefore strengthen my midfield. And the overall impact there might be greater than even if the Salah transfer doesn't come off. So that's the big, big decision I've got to wait for this week. So um, my team could look very, very different come come game week. Um, if I do transfer in Hazard, he's definitely going to be captain against Cardiff because we, we often identify them as, as whipping boys and um, and that's no different this week. If Hazard doesn't come in, then I'm probably looking at Aguero as my captain. Yeah, I mean, it's exciting times. I would push for you to to go without Salah because I think you're... You're a bit far behind everyone else, and you need that. You need that differential. The only thing I urge caution with in terms of stats on Hazard, I noticed this week that he he only had two attempts on goal uh, this game week, and only one of those was in the box. So he got his goal, but in terms of stats, he's not he's not really he wasn't kind of terrifying in terms of stats. So that's something to bear in mind. I I love that you've stuck to your guns on Lacazette. He was your prediction and he's in your team. And I think that's amazing. And I love that you've gone with a, a completely maverick pick of Rico, who surely no one has in their team. Um, that That is truly maverick because he's only had one start. But if he's on corners and it works out and he gets you a few assists, then yeah, good start. He's eight and a half. One thing I'm really annoyed about is uh, Doherty, who I, I picked really early. As, as After game week one, I transferred him in thinking, great, he's a midfielder, but he's a defender in there. Then he scores an own goal and everyone's transferred him out because he scored an own goal, which is really unfortunate because that doesn't happen very often. And now he's dropped in value. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> is he still in your wildcard draft? Yeah, he is. I think he looks like a great pick. Um, he gets forward, he puts it into the box. Um, I think uh, he, I've seen him in positions where he looked like he was about to score. So I, I, think, I still think he's a great pick, but hopefully everyone else will lose him and he'll be a differential for me. Yeah, good shout. Guys, do you have any, any comments for Andy on his wildcard? Any tips and advice? Um, the only other thing is to maybe consider is Mane. I think Mane's playing really well. Um, I don't know if I was wildcarding this week, maybe I could get away with a, a Mane and Hazard instead of Salah. Um, but I don't know. That that would be my only other thought. Is it seems like Mane's Mane could potentially be a, a mainstay this season. Yeah, I agree, but I don't like their run of fixtures. So yeah, if I wanted to, run, yeah. I could very easily downgrade from Hazard to Mane in the future because uh, he's obviously cheaper um, or you know, with, 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 with future transfers. The player I'm really looking out for is when Kevin De Bruyne comes back and starts playing because he's a couple of million cheaper than Salah and a very, very regular point getter. I think it makes a big difference to the City team. And given the, um, the they have, obviously they, they're still doing well, but they haven't been blowing some of the teams away that we expected them to. I think he's definitely going to, like Pep's obviously waiting for him to come back as well. So um, I'm eagerly anticipating that too. Yeah, I think that's a really good shout. Um, okay, Matt, what about your, oh, sorry, Andy, who was your captain for this week? Well, it depends. If I have Hazard, it'll be Hazard. If I don't, it'll be Aguero. Okay. Matt, what about your captains and transfers? Um, so I'm going to look out on Mkhitaryan and Walcott and what the team news is about them um, and injury updates on Walcott. Um, 
out for someone like Pedro. Um, that's what I'm thinking about at the moment. But ideally, I'd try and save a transfer just after a wild card um, so I can maybe have two the game week after. Yeah. And captaincy? Uh, it's stuck on hazard at the moment. Okay. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot of people, if they've got hazard on their team, it's very tempting at the moment. Ben, are you the same? I mean, you, you haven't differed too much to Matt in, on your wildcard. So what about your transfers and captain? Yeah, I'm going to give Mkhitaryan another week unless unless something comes out in conferences that I don't know for some reason he's definitely not going to play. Um, I'm hoping it's just random rotation. Not sure. Um, but maybe you know as an Arsenal fan. Um, and currently I have... Hazard as my captain, Aguero as my vice. <clears throat> Although your whole spiel about Fulham being more attacking, this kind of makes sense. So I'll probably spend the next two weeks flipping back and forth between those two players and spending way too much time thinking about it. But right was, now it's on Hazard. There was that terrifying quote from Pep this week where he said, um, yeah, Sane's missed out this week. He's not in the squad at all. But we have six strikers. It, next week, it could be Sergio, it could be Jesus, it could be Mares, it could be anyone who misses out. So that's, that is the, still the worry with Aguero. He's, despite the fact that he started every game, he's still not, he can still never be relied on to always be in the squad or start. So, yeah, the safe bet, I would say, is with Hazard. Yeah, and, and the the one other thing is, I think this is the Premier League game before Champions League starts. And obviously Chelsea not in the Champions League. So maybe that's another good reason to put it on Hazard is there won't be any resting. So maybe I'll keep it on him. Yeah. Okay, what about with... Europa League? Ah, screw Europa League. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you win okay. Yeah, which you did. Nice one. Good for you. Okay, Andy, what were you going to say? I was going to say, with Mkhitaryan, I'm thinking very hard about his place in my team because I have a worry that maybe Emery believes that with Lacazette and Aubameyang both playing, he needs more defensive solidity in the midfield. And so Mkhitaryan doesn't fit into a team that has both Aubameyang and Lacazette in it. That might be why he missed out this week. I don't know about that. He played Ozil, who is not a man for tracking back or putting in challenges. So I, I think as an Arsenal fan, I think what I've seen this season is uh, I've seen players miss out in those front three positions. Um, it could be any of, you know, Ramsey missed out on one game. Mkhitaryan's missed out on one game. Lacazette has missed out on three games. It's just a lottery. He's just rotating, I think. He's rotating trying to find his best team, but he's also just rotating in general, probably in terms of fitness and sharpness. So um, I think they're always going to be in danger. I think you have Aubameyang, who's probably never going to miss out because he can play up front on his own or he can play on the left. Um, but apart from that, I'd say it's it's anyone's game. So, yeah, um, that would be my my input. What, was your, what were you saying in terms of transfers, Ben? You're saying you're going to probably hold Mkhitaryan. Any other transfers you're thinking about? Yeah, I'm going to try and bank one, um, see what happens with Mickey, and then try and maybe next week I'll do a, the following week I'll make two transfers or maybe three. Okay. Seeing on how things out. Yeah, I think I'm thinking about the same thing uh, next game week. I'm going to try and hold out and wait for team news as late as I can on Zaha and Walcott. Um, hopefully they can be back. They've got two weeks to come back. Um and they've got great fixtures. Walcott, West Ham at home, Zaha with Huddersfield away. Um, so hopefully try and bank a transfer. But if not, then one of those guys will go, um, whichever one doesn't make it back in time. Okay, I think that's about us for this week. Any, any more business, guys, or should we wrap it up? Nope, that's... A resounding silence. Okay. Um, good luck in your <laughs> good luck in your wildcard, Andy. Enjoy um, changing things around and keep an eye on the Thank internationals. You. Definitely need it. Nice one. And I'll see you guys next week. Well, see you guys in two weeks. All right.
All the best. All right. Bye. Bye. Cool. Bye. Bye.